This is not your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. The most famous moment in school integration in Alabama was the stand in the schoolhouse door. In 1963, Governor George Wallace stood in the doorway of an auditorium at the University of Alabama. He wanted to block two African Americans from going inside to complete their enrollment. He wanted to keep America's last all-white public university all-white. He was forced to step aside by a federalized National Guard general, and James Hood and Vivian Malone became the first two black students at the University of Alabama. They're often referred to that way, but they weren't actually the first. Vivian Malone would be the first black person to graduate in 1965. James Hood didn't stay long. He earned a bachelor's and a master's degree elsewhere, but he returned to earn a Ph.D. from Alabama in 1997. But the first black student at the University of Alabama was Authorine Lucy in 1956. It didn't go well, and it didn't last long. Lucy was already a college graduate. She'd earned an English degree from Miles College, a historically black school in Fairfield, Alabama. She then applied to the University of Alabama and was accepted, until university officials figured out she was black. An NAACP lawsuit with Thurgood Marshall as one of the lead attorneys took three years, but she won the right to attend. She was 26 years old, and news reports at the time referred to her as a secretary. The university agreed to let her attend classes, but she couldn't live in the dorms, and she couldn't eat in the cafeterias. She started attending class on Friday, February 3rd. She was accompanied by a campus policeman, but everything seemed to go okay, until that night and the next when there were racist demonstrations on campus. Both nights, a mob of about a 1,000 people marched through campus and downtown Tuscaloosa singing Dixie, waving Confederate flags, chanting slogans about keeping Alabama white. There was some property damage and crosses were burned both nights. On Sunday, the university president, O.C. Carmichael, said the administration was considering discipline for the students responsible for the demonstrations. The next day, February 6, 1956, Lucy was surprised that she didn't see many students walking to class as she was doing. Then she saw why. A mob of more than 500 white students had gathered to block her from attending class. Police bundled her into a car for safety. The mob pelted the car with rotten produce and eggs. She made it to the education library. That's where her class was. And by the time that class was over, the mob had grown to about 3,000 chanting racist slogans. She waited for hours in a conference room before she was able to slip away. She was rushing to get into a police car when a brick whizzed past her head. That night, the university trustees voted to suspend her for her own safety. On February 8th, the San Francisco Chronicle published an editorial supporting Authorine Lucy and expressing a kind of wide-eyed optimism. It said the events in Tuscaloosa looked at first glance like a victory for mob violence and prejudice, but the victory, we venture to hope, is more apparent than real and at worst can be no more than fleeting. Yeah, well, it wasn't fleeting. After she was suspended, for her own safety, Lucy and the NAACP filed contempt of court charges against the university for not doing enough to control the mobs. 
The court ruled that Alabama had to reinstate Lucy, but there was no proof that it was at fault for the violence. Based on that, the trustees said Lucy had defamed the university with the accusation and it expelled her. The president of the university, O.C. Carmichael, he resigned in protest. It would be another seven years before integration. Authorine Lucy got married, moved to Mississippi, and had a long career in education. In 1988, the University of Alabama annulled her expulsion, and she came back. She earned a master's degree in 1992. The Authorine Lucy clock tower on campus honors her. In 2003, the university held an event on the 40th anniversary of the enrollment of James Hood and Vivian Malone, after Wallace's stand in the schoolhouse doors. Lucy, known by her married name, authoring Lucy Foster, was there. The celebration was called Opening Doors. She had another name for it. I feel that my entrance into this university 47 years ago was the time that the doors opened. If anything, in 63, it was the reopening. What spin we want to put on history, that's what we'll do for it. But Arthurine states that it was open in 1956. (laughs) (laughs) Arthurine Lucy Foster is 90 years old. In May of 2019, the University of Alabama presented her with an honorary doctorate. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.